Welcome to the Pugilist Podcast presented by Hack Daniels Media, hosted by Mark Hack Daniels and Robert Meyer. We're bringing you all the fight action you can imagine. Everything you see, we see, we're bringing you commentary. Whether it be UFC, 1FC, PFL, Bellator, doesn't matter. If they're fighting, we're watching, we're talking about it. Thanks for sticking with us. Enjoy our episodes. Here we are, back on the Pugilist. Dude, another crazy weekend of fights. Um... I don't know, man. Let's just unpack it. Let's get into it. We'll start with uh, last episode, or maybe I don't even know now. They're meshing together, but whenever we were watching PFL while we were kicking the card, we saw the word doom incident where the dude like half tapped. Yeah. I mean, that and was I like. I think we both pretty much were like, yeah, dude, he tapped, right? Like He, he definitely tapped. Like you can clearly the, see his, the palm of his hand smacked Verdum on the shoulder. Okay. So he they came out. Like I saw, I don't, I don't, I follow Abdel is uh, whatever Aziz or whatever the fuck. He's like a manager of a lot of fighters. I can't stand him, but he breaks news on his fighters, right? So I follow him, and I think he represents represents Verdum, and he got it overturned, at least to a no contest. Yeah. You gotta th- they got to think they'll run it back. But I mean, do you think that was right? You know, um, Fabricio's opponent had in uh, Ferreira. You know, he took a chance. It was, it's risk versus reward, right? He maybe he did it as kind of a tactic to to get Verdum Verdum to do what he did which allowed him to kind of pound him out and get what was originally called, you know, a TKO stoppage. But uh, in doing that, I mean, there's cameras all over the fucking place, man. If you pull some shady shit like that, that affects the outcome of a fight, you know, managers and fighters and promoters and whatnot, everyone's going to, you know, make sure that that gets corrected because that's an unfair win as far as I'm concerned, right? I mean, it's not it's not a legitimate win. Yeah, but, you know, there's also, like, you don't stop until the ref breaks it up kind of issue, right? And... We're doing definitely like kind of slacked off on his own, you know, and then, yeah, I don't know. You man. Know, I, I, I think, I think it, it all started with a half-ass tap or a fake tap. So, I mean, I definitely think they should have overturned it and ran it back, but I don't know that the outcome changes personally. Yeah. I don't know, man. You know, Fabricio, he's, he's getting up there in age. He's been fighting for a long time. Uh, Henan Ferreira's young and coming up, but uh, this doesn't bode well for his uh Well, it's fucking terrible. It's terrible right? for him and it's terrible for the whole sport, in my opinion. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't you know, look good. It's just not. That's At that level, that kind of stupid shit shouldn't be happening. Like, Chael pulled that shit in a lot of fights, too. Yeah, you know, I think... Like, this, like, half-ass, people, like, fake tap. Uh, they The commentators, if I remember, even referenced it, it's, like, kind of known as, like, the Brazilian tap. But there's usually, as savage as a lot of these guys are, there's usually a lot more character involved in these fights than that, you know, to, like, half-ass, like, do some weird shit like that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe uh, Ferreira knew he was in trouble. He was potentially, you know, I mean, I th- I'd have to go back and watch the fight, but Doom had him in, you know, like a, a guillotine choke, didn't he? Like a pretty tight guillotine? Yeah. And Verdum's, a, you know, one of the, probably the greatest heavyweight grappler of all time. Uh, I would say so. I mean, this guy tapped out. Fedor, you know, yeah. gave Fedor his first legitimate loss. I don't know. It. I think it was a shitty thing for him to do. I think that um, the commission, you know, whoever what was it, New Jersey, New Jersey commission, turning yeah. turning it to a, a known contest was the right thing to do. And I think a rematch is probably uh, warranted. And you yeah. probably won't do the f- same thing again. See, that's the thing, dude. Is it like that's the that's the really interesting part about the whole setup of PFL is it's sort of a league. You know, they're not scheduled to fight each other like twice you know it's not like you fight everybody twice in your bracket like the nfl plays each other twice in a division or whatever you know what i mean like so how do you how do you reschedule that and when and is it like a fight outside of you know that's that's the interesting questions i think of the pfl 
Well, this was just this was just a heavyweight fight. This wasn't any part. This wasn't part of like a a million dollar tournament or anything. Oh, it wasn't. Like I thought they all no. were. I thought all those fights were. I don't think so. Okay, interesting. All right, so so they that have could the, be wrong. Okay, no. so they may. We need to cl- We'll clarify that then. So they may have like a simultaneous tournament alongside with. Yeah. Like, like what would be normal card fights? Like a, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, because that's the. I mean, that's the only way that you could account for these kind of things and allow for rematches you know yeah and if it's when a non-tournament bout then scheduling a rematch is you know probably no not a big deal right right depending so, on you know the fight the health of both fighters yeah i mean i'll be watching it i'm curious uh, because i thought it was a garbage ending to what otherwise was a good card especially kayla harrison right is it her last name harrison kayla harrison yeah kayla harrison so yep. there's a lot of talk man on the internet today that I saw, or at least these last couple of days, like, I don't know if Dana White has ever offered her a chance to come over. A lot of people are talking about it. DC, you know, they're saying, hey, you know, she might be the one. Well, I mean, you, ha- you have to look, think outside the box. You know, Amanda's cleaned out the 145-pound division. There's there's nobody there for her right now. So you see, uh, you know, a, a strong talent in a competitor organization who's just kicking ass like Kayla is. And, yeah. uh, I mean, you can't not have that discussion, you know, about getting her in somehow. Dude, from what I can tell, that'd be a barn burner fight because she can stand and she can grapple. The question yeah. is, can she stand and can she grapple as good as Amanda Nunes, right? So, I mean, I think, I think Kayla has looked good against the opposition she's faced so far, but yeah, but who are you know, they Dana, really? You know, I think who, said it right, necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Who are they really? They're not necessarily you know, like, next they, level fighters, you know? No. And while Kayla has amazing judoka skills and, you know, Olympic, you know, level grappling um she hasn't been in the fire with somebody like amanda right i'd still like to see it oh yeah 100 percent. and i'm I sure s- it probably will happen i mean amanda's so good she basically fought her way out of one of her jobs <laughs> you know like yeah so yeah pretty incredible i it was just it's on the internet man people are talking about it i wouldn't be surprised and you know harrison's she won the money man she won big money mm-hmm. winning the tournament before so but i think they want to see They'll probably, I think we'll see a Kayla Harrison, Clarissa Shields showdown here at some point, assuming Shields can get past her first fight, which is coming up, which I'm actually super excited for because she, by all accounts, is obviously the greatest woman boxer of all time, but she seems to have a really great approach to what she's trying to do. Yeah. So it's exciting. I didn't think the PFL would generate as much excitement for me, but I guess since I watched it and it's a, it's a fairly clean promotion, you know, there there's some stuff there that i'm excited to see yeah me too it was uh i thought it was overall with the exception of the clusterfuck of a main event it was a it was a good card uh the brandon sales uh, muhammad usman fight was super good brandon sales like a 40 year old kind of out of shape looking hawaiian dude just yeah i didn't realize he was that old weathered the storm and uh took out kamaru usman's bigger little brother with the rear naked choke in the second round yeah i mean overall i was i was happy with it man i'm a little really pissed off about bellator Pissed off about the Bellator card? No, I'm pissed off about how trashy the Bellator's fucking website is. Oh, so we why? broke down all the Bellator fights. We never yeah. once mentioned Patchy Mick because it wasn't on the fucking internet. Oh, it wasn't on their website? No, sure. no dude. We never even brought it up. We, we There's no way I would have overlooked that, right? It was not yeah. on their website. So I don't know how that fight snuck in or if it was a last-minute replacement. I have no idea. The reason why I say that, though, is Patchy Mix is, like, from my actual hometown, my legitimate hometown, like, like the town and everything, not just kind of near the same city, like the town, like same high school. I don't, okay. I don't know him personally. I, I know his corner man. I know one of his trainers. I'm just bummed, dude. Like, 
I would have loved to shout that out, you know, is all. Well, fucking send Scott Coker a tweet and let him know he fucked up. Well, whoever manages their website's fucking trash. Now, <laughs> granted, we're in the COVID era. These things change. I don't know if this fight got moved up or what. I was on their website. I do not recall seeing it. I think I would have would have saw that. And, you know, here's the, here's what pisses me off is I follow Patchy. I followed Dennis Brown, his corner man. And Dennis was talking about, you know, I'm quarantining for this upcoming fight. So I assumed he was like a week out, you know? Yeah. I don't know when they do the quarantine or if it's just a couple of days or whatever. Turns out he was quarantining right before the fight. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, I'm just glad I got off the golf course with my daughter. Like it just worked out that her tournament was Friday, but it was early. We got off the golf course. That was like, it's right down the street from my house. We come back. I'm watching the Bellator fights and boom, hometown kid, you know? And he I mean, won. And it, but the thing is, he's like, the reason why it's a big deal to me though, the kid's coming off a world contender fight, you know, or a championship. Like he, he contended for the title, the fight before against uh, the dude That's who lost his belt yeah. to Sergio. Yep. Which was a fucking great fight, by the way. Yes. I thought it was a really great fight. I'm, I'm like dogging the Pettis boys. I mean, Sergio apparently is having a bit of a resurgence here. He looked great, dude. Yeah, he fought, uh, you know, a near-perfect fight, I'd say. I would agree. It was clean. Yeah, he looked, he looked he good. He looked amazing. Yeah. I think he maybe dropped what around. Ish. I don't remember uh, what the scorecards read, but from what I saw, he looked great and everything. He didn't. Yeah, it was it was fifty forty five, forty nine forty six, and forty nine forty six. All in yeah, favor so I mean, of Sergio dropped big. Big John's like, yeah, Juan's got to fucking finish this dude. Like, yeah, that, well, that's the dude's name, right? Juan Archuleta. Juan Archuleta. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's got to finish him in the fifth round. For Big John to say that, like, pretty clear. I mean, that dude's been in the fucking octagon or ring or whatever the fuck for thousands of fights. You know. Yeah, I uh, I like Bellator two fifty eight. Main event. Uh, I'm just really pissed off pleased. about that one thing. That's all. Oh well. It's kind of to me. Eat it's, at you. Well, it, it, I lost sleep over it, dude. Did you really? Yeah, and I couldn't wait to get on here and bitch about it. Oh I was, it's God. dude. It's a little more meaningful, bro. Like. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I was yep. just bummed, man. I'm just glad I caught the fight. If I'd have missed the fight, I've been really fucking pissed. Well, next time you you just need to uh, check I'm the Bellator website and then the Wikipedia page. <laughs> well, if you were on the Wikipedia page and I was on the website, we both overlooked it, or it just wasn't there. Well, we also had a shit ton of stuff to talk about last episode, too. So we kind of had to prioritize. Either way, they dogged him and put him on the prelims. You know, I don't know, man. It's all good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, how they had the Rens Larkin on the prelims. That's true. How much, of the, how, much, how much of all these fights did you watch? You get to catch all of them? I watched the entire main card of Bellator 258, yeah. yeah and me too. Uh, I was, okay. Run it back for me. Refresh me. Okay, so the first fight of the main card was uh, UK standout Michael Venom Page, right? Big time, flashy kickboxer, kind of showboater, Dude, it, shit talker. Fought a uh, young young kid named Derek Anderson. Sort of falling in love with him, though. Just saying. Who? Venom. Venom? I like him. Yeah, he's I don't right. like British fighters, but I like him. He's all right. Well, Derek Anderson, man, this kid is tough as shit because Michael Page threw a flush head kick that literally caved in Derek Anderson's face. Like, his, if, you, if you'd look at Derek Anderson when his nose is perfectly fine. And then you Google Tyrion Lannister. Like that's what <laughs> Derek Anderson looked like after he ate that head kick. Like his awesome, face was caved, was caved yeah. in, but he didn't, he didn't, you know, he, he got dropped from it, but then he got back up and still kept trying to fight. And then, you know, by the time, uh, the yeah, that was, ended, that was went, a, that was a doctor corner stoppage. I mean, he was going to keep yeah. fighting. Yes. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Like, yeah, his nose was collapsed. Like, I don't know if that movie shit's real where you can push a nose into a brain. I would imagine like there's some ish, Truth to bones floating around in your brain not being a good thing, but 
Dude, like, the bridge of his nose was literally like in the back of his head. Like that nose was gone. There was just like a little nub right there. It right. was one of the nastiest nose breaks I've ever seen. So in recent memory, the only other nose that I've seen that's been as fucked up or more is probably Perry. Mike Perry. Mike, against, Mike Perry uh, gets his nose blown out fucking like every time. Yeah, Roy yeah. McDonald's nose is pretty bad against uh, yeah. Robbie Lawler too. Right. I Misha Tate. Like, I remember Misha Tate's nose got crushed pretty good. Jessica Penny's nose got smashed against Joanna. Yeah, but still... It, that that one was awful. Yeah, Perry's Perry's nose was similar to Derek Anderson's. Like the bridge yeah. was just like inside their head, right. pretty nasty. But Michael Bennett Page looked uh, looked real good. Probably put himself pretty close to a title shot at rematch against Douglas Lima. I don't know if he has the skill set to beat Lima. And uh, I mean, and Lima knocked him out cold in the first yeah. in the first fight. But he's he's a very exciting fighter. I mean, you can't you know. As as much as I don't really like the flashy showboating and the shit talking and then dancing around and stuff like that, like that that kid can right. fucking. So his him. his flashy style is a little annoying, but I I felt like the some of the highlights and some of the interview pieces I've seen with him before, he was a turnoff. He seemed you know a bit humbled this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I noticed that too. Know, you know, so um, I appreciate that. You know, a couple more wins though, will probably be right back to the same old antic. But yeah, good fight nonetheless. Though, and and Anderson was game, dude. I mean, it's not like. It's not like he just went in there and laid down, you know? No, man, he, he came to fight, and uh, even despite, like, taking a pretty serious beating in that first round, like, he just kept coming. It was He uh, looked ready to go in the second round. He did. Yeah, he, it was he, impressive. He, I always like, you know, it's always funny when you see a fight and you and you respect the loser more in the way that they lost, you know? like That's true. That's fair. I, I, I felt that Derek Anderson's toughness over kind of, for me, overshadowed Venom's performance. That's fair. It's totally fair. Yeah. Well, second wonder, fight up. I wonder if he gets his shot at Diego though. At Douglas? Or Douglas I'm sorry, I always confuse yeah. him. Yeah. Diego's Douglas in the UFC. Yeah. Right. Um yeah, I don't know. Maybe. It I mean it'd be a, the first fight was good. I, I imagine a rematch would uh would be as well. And then the second fight on the on the main card was uh Patricky Freer, uh one of the Pitbull brothers. He fought uh, an Irishman, kinda looks like a, a methed out Conor McGregor a little bit. Apparently he's like a big time training partner for McGregor. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, just, that, most, that most people just haven't heard of. Yeah, you know, uh, named Peter Queeley. He looked good. He looked real I mean, good. I, yeah, I thought. Um, I don't know. Maybe I was just focused too much on on Pipple, but I, you know, I, I thought Pipple was was winning the fight. Oh, I don't disagree with that. I think it was. I think Pipple was doing enough. Yeah, and but Peter threw. Well, I think it was an elbow from guard or something like that, and, and, and cut, cut him, him like bad, really yeah. bad. Yeah, and uh, got a. a a doctor stoppage at the end of the second round. Yeah. So they said that. So that was interesting. I've seen a lot of fighters in other promotions come out still bleeding, even yeah. after they've packed it and they let the fight go. I know. They said because they were unable to stop the blood, that's why they stopped it. Is that a knock on the cutman? I wonder. Well, I don't know. And I mean, because normally in between rounds, they just stick fucking whatever that shit is, you know, like right in the hole. This is like Vaseline or whatever. They just yeah, pack it in and there. Just, and, yeah. Just plug it up. I wonder, yeah, I wonder, I wonder, well, I wonder if Bellator maybe has, I can't imagine they had necessarily have like separate rules, No, but, but dude, it was, it was coming out pretty good. I mean, yeah. And it, I didn't, I didn't see what, what part of the head, like was, it well, it was the skull? so right on the side next to his eye, which I thought was interesting because it wasn't going to affect his vision at all. Yeah. I think at one point, like during the fight, he, he kind of wiped his eye. I think big John pointed that out and, and, and they said that that's something that um, he needs to be cautious of because of if a ref sees that, you know, he can't see and the doctor's cage side looking at that too, like they're probably more inclined to stop the fight. Uh, sure. Well, I mean, dude, I would say, you know, the guy he fought had like a mouthful of his blood and had to spit it out. So, I mean, he was 
bleeding. Yeah, they good. were both beat up. Yeah. I mean, he was bleeding good, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah I don't I don't know, man. But I mean that's you know that's the fight game, I guess, right? I hate seeing fights end on stoppages like that, but like cuts, you know, it's I mean, some of them are warranted, I think, but yeah, that one that one I thought was a little suspicious personally. Yeah, I don't know. You know, yeah, like you said before, you know, you've we've seen plenty of fights where where guys, you know, at the end of the the one minute rest period come out and blood's just pouring down their face. Like case in point, like Rory McDonald and Robbie Lawler, that was a grueling bloody fight where both guys were just literally like squirting blood out of their bodies. And and there was no thought whatsoever of, of stopping that fight in between rounds. So for this to happen, I don't know. It's, it, it was kind of, um, I don't know. I, just, I was just kind of surprised that they stopped it. Yeah. But I mean, good on Peter Quayley, definitely the biggest win of his career. And you know, That's I mean, having a, he's a good fighter. Having a win over a Pitbull brother, you know, kind of it means something, especially in Bellator, because those two are the Pitbull brothers are, are staples of that organization. You For know? sure. Plus, a good post-fight Irishman interview is always fun. Just saying. Yeah, like, yeah, it's kind of good. They have a, they have a couple standout Irish guys. They've got uh, they've got him now, and then they've got uh, that the really young cocky kid James Gallagher. Yeah, Apache Mix called that kid out. I need to do a little more research into him because everyone into James seems, Gallagher. Yeah, everybody seems to want to fight him, but I don't recall having ever really seen him personally. Well. James Gallagher is more probably most presently known for his uh, his pre-fight shit talking with uh, this this young kid named uh, Ricky Bandejas. Uh, like before the fight, like he got up in Ricky's face and and was basically acting like Connor. And uh, and then Ricky just fucked him up in like the first round, like just absolutely mauled him, knocked him out cold. And uh, but since then, uh, you know, I think James, I mean he has a really good record, James Gallagher. And and I think as far as Bellator goes, he's only lost once, maybe twice. In the promotion, uh, yeah, one time. So yeah, kind of pulling him up now just to see his face. You know, you look at the the guys that come out of like SPG, and you think most of them are, are pretty much known for stand up, like Connor and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but James is is a grappler and and a very good grappler that uh, a lot of finishes on his record too. So interesting. Yeah, he's out of SPG. That'd probably, too, that'd, huh? Yeah, that'd probably be a really good fight for uh, for Patchy. Could definitely main event. Uh, Oh, look at oh, okay. This hold on. This paints a little different picture. Gallagher was supposed to fight Patchy, and it got canceled due to undisclosed reasons. Yeah, interesting. Gallagher withdrew. That's why he called him out and told him stop running. Mm. Okay, that makes a little more sense. See, that's Probably some of the insider shit that you got to put together when you look that shit up. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's rare. It's rare for a, a grappling based fighter to come out of the UK. Basically, anywhere they're very. Yeah, he's cool. slick, man. That kid. That kid is slick. Be a good one. So uh, Co-main event. Of 258 was uh, Bellator 258 was uh, the return of Anthony Rumble Johnson. First fight back after four years, taking on a, a very young and hungry uh, Jose Augusto Azevedo in what I thought was probably, I mean, for me, it was probably the fight of the night. Yeah, for sure. It was a great fight. And fucking back and forth. He rocked Rumble. Rumble yeah. rocked him. And Rumble's yeah. like, man, I've never even been hit. You know, he said he didn't even remember it if you watch yeah. the post fight interview. Yep. And, uh, he owned up to it. And he said, yeah, you got rocked. And then he put him down hard, you know. I like that kid, that uh, Jose Augusto. I thought it was a great fight. On yeah, I mean that that dude on short notice acquitted himself well. Again, I don't care if it was a four year layoff, dude. Rumble's dangerous. You know what I mean? Yeah. The guy yeah. fucking looked great. He was in great shape. I don't. You don't lose much power. I wouldn't imagine. You. I think you lose speed. Rumble looked good. I mean, he didn't look insane fast or anything. But you know what I was surprised the most of is seeing those two in the cage opposite one another because. Johnson looked tiny compared to Augusto. That's rare for Rumble. Rumble yeah, always I, was almost always the bigger fighter. 
I mean, you think part. when you think of Anthony Rumble Johnson, you think of just this like towering beast of a man, you know. And I when I I was started watching the fight, and I was like, is that really him? Like, because Augusto is tall as shit, man. Yeah. Then Rumble goes and gets himself arrested. <laughs> yep. For identity theft, felony identity theft charges. So I don't, I don't, I don't get that. And- well, you know. I don't know. I think a lot of MMA fans um, probably overlook some of the shady shit that Rumble's done in the past. Like he he's he doesn't have like a good reputation outside of fighting. You know, maybe he carries himself pretty well inside inside the cage, but in his sure. personal life, he's done some fucked up things, allegedly. <laughs> I like that. I like that's very. You need to common. throw the alleged in there, otherwise it's, you get fucking hit with very, slander charges. Yeah, it's very law enforcement of you. Here's the thing, dude. I reached out, asked a couple questions. The promotions pay for the flights in the hotel rooms normally. Mm-hmm. So why did he buy a flight on a credit card that wasn't his? You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, when I read the articles, everyone, listen, everyone reported this, including ESPN, right? So you got to assume if it makes it to that level, it was mostly vetted. But a couple of the articles that I read, the card was like stolen in 2019. Mm. So the first date, when you read the article, the first date you see is 11-9, like 2019. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, and then so, some, he was, so he's just been sitting on a stolen credit card that hasn't been canceled. It's well, I have no, I have no idea. I don't yeah. know how how that even makes sense. Right, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's the whole thing to me is like for one, the promotion generally speaking, is he special? Was he supposed to book his own flight? Did something happen? Did he fly in late? You know, I don't get it. Right, it doesn't yeah, make sense to me. Was he or was he trying to fly out, fly home? Is he responsible to fly himself back? You know, I have mm-hmm. no idea. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's gonna he'll buy it. He'll, you know, be, I, I don't know what he made uh, the other night. I don't know. Does Bellator release their fight purses? Uh, yeah, I think you can find it. Yeah. What I find hilarious, though, is like everyone that talks about how well Bellator pays their fighters compared to other organizations. <laughs> One of their big prime draws, new draws back, gets arrested for identity theft for a yeah. $500 flight. Yeah. Doesn't even make sense. No, not at all. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I don't even think Bellator pays their guys all that well. I think it's just that the fact that they allow sponsors instead of the ufc who just allows venom right right yeah uh, not every I not every fighter right. not every fighter gets a venom sponsorship necessarily right venom decides who they sponsor as fighters you know depending on you know what i mean uh, i guess venom is or that at least that's how the deal was structured with reebok uh venom i think uh came out and said hey we want to do better for all these guys right mm-hmm. so i'm sure it's a tiered status right like yeah probably it's an eyeball thing, right? If you're in the prelims, you're not going to make as much as the main event. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Go figure, right? It makes yeah. sense. If you're a champion, you know, you're going to get paid more. That's that's the nature of sports. Yep. Just, it's interesting to me, man. I want to follow it. I just feel like it's weird. I mean, if, the, if, if if he's going to get arrested, I'm I'm guessing the investigators who, who took on the case had a, had a pretty solid, you know, stack of info and evidence to, to warrant an arrest. I fucking hated doing fraud investigations when I was a cop. I fucking hated them. They're like the fucking worst. Yeah, I bet. And a lot of them, you know, are the, they're super difficult to call, to to solve. Yeah, weird. But it sucks for Rumble, you know, to to make a, a triumphant comeback. You know, four years later, delivers a huge knockout after getting rocked in the first round, only to get fucking hooked up the next day. Yeah. Well, I would have figured, yeah, you shitty. know, I would have figured a fighter on a four year layoff wouldn't have been able to handle much diversity or adversity, right? And Rumble handled it great, which I I just would have thought after a four-year layoff, I'm sure he spars and all that stuff, but not every gym spars crazy hard, you know? So yeah, it was interesting to see him get rocked and walk it back down, you know? Now he, he walked into it. He's walking himself into a title shot, but you got to wonder, you know, you get slapped with an identity theft type deal. Where does he go from here? Does he uh, get to I stay in the tournament? You know, I don't, I, Bellator seems like they would just keep him in the tournament. Yeah, I doubt, I doubt that arrest is going to 
have any effect on his uh i feel like the i think i read the max fine was only like five grand so he got out on five hundred dollars bail <laughs> like yeah. right like mm-hmm. you know not a big deal but maybe they won't allow him to leave the state i don't know maybe it's part of uh, the stipulation for the very true for the bail you know i mean it could yeah i guess it, it, it could fuck up his plans very, to fight nemkov interesting we'll see how that develops man because that tournament dude i was like really excited for it you know what i mean which is interesting if, if johnson pulls out do they give augusto the opportunity to fight Nemkov then? I don't know. You have to you have to find a body to fill in, right? Yeah, because Augusto or whatever was already a backup, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. So I can't imagine but they just probably, have a can't imagine yeah. they just have a bunch of light heavyweights just hanging the fuck around at this point, you know? Yeah, and guys he's probably looking for other fights. And he got he got knocked out cold, so he's gonna be on a medical suspension for a while. Right. Yeah, they'll probably have to just maybe they'll pull in uh who's that other heavyweight? Timothy Johnson. I don't know. I'm not as familiar be, with the UFC's roster or the Bellator big, roster. He's that big white dude with like the handlebar fucking mustache. Yeah, I don't know. Um, with heavyweight champion Ryan Bader moving on to the. Oh, he's down to, to light heavyweight Tim Johnson. I don't know. Who knows? Well, it's a light heavyweight tournament. Oh, yeah. Fuck, dude. I'm so fucking stupid. Jesus Christ. We'll see. Who knows? Yeah. I think I think Rumble, they'll keep him. But, yeah, it'd be yeah. sad to not see him continue on the tournament, you know. And uh, yeah, the main event, Sergio Pettis uh, won his. Uh, First major title, defeating Juan Archuleta by a unanimous decision in a 25-minute fight that was primarily contested on the feet. Super close. You know, I mean, skill set, like those two are pretty evenly matched guys, right? Yeah, I mean, I, you got a, a good back-and-forth fight. You got to figure they'll run that one back. I mean, I think Sergio clearly run the fight. I'm not saying they're going to run it immediately back. Yeah. Archuleta's going to get another shot. Probably, yeah. I, I don't think it may not be immediate. You know, uh, Sergio's, he called out some kid in Ryzen. They must have a relationship with Ryzen overseas where they can do cross-promotional stuff. Well, they've, they've done that before. What yeah. do you call it? They've Horiguchi done. or something his name is? I don't follow Ryzen enough. They don't they don't have that many fights. It used to be just like fucking New Year's Eve and shit. So I don't know what they're doing now. They're definitely not on uh, very often in the States, that's for sure. And if they are, it's late at night. So Did he call it um, Kyoshi Horiguchi? Well, he said, "I'd love to. I'd love to. Yeah. Unif- I'd love to go win a second title." Is basically what he said. So I'm oh, sure okay. he's done that in the past. Um, Sergio, you know, he's Sergio is basically saying, "Hey, my brother's got two belts. I want two belts." Um, yeah. So. Well, fuck, man. Outside of the UFC, like I mean, Horiguchi fought for for a UFC title, you know, against Demetrius Johnson. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's a pretty awesome fight. I think it was smart on Sergio's part. Uh, it was confident, and and then he said uh, he'd. I don't know if he he basically said he'd fight anybody. I wouldn't mind seeing Patchy and Sergio run it. Wouldn't mind seeing Sergio look good, dude. I'd like to see him fight anybody, really. He looked a lot better in Bellator than he than he had in some of his UFC fights. I mean, he had some really great UFC fights, too. Yeah, he did. Yep. And um, he looked a lot better than uh, his older brother, Anthony, looked uh, in PFL a couple of weeks back. For sure. Yeah. No questions asked. For yep. sure. Yeah, I thought it was a good card. It's a good appetizer before Saturday, personally, for me. Yeah, still not, a, I, still not a huge Bellator guy though. Light heavyweight tournaments got my attention, but they'll win you over. I think Scott Coker was talking about doing a bantamweight tournament. That'd be cool. Yeah, I like the tournament style stuff. It's more fun to watch because if you have one fighter that you like in the tournament, you're gonna watch every fighter in the tournament. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you're not just gonna. T- I like before Bellator. It was just if I happen to catch a guy that I knew or liked, I'd watch it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm obviously we're doing this. I'm paying much more attention to it, but. They don't draw my eyeballs quite like the UFC does or Pride did or, you know. Well, uh, yeah, no tournament will ever be as good as a Pride tournament because, I mean, for the most part, you know, like the the quarterfinal matchups were held on one date, but then like the semifinal 
and the finals were all Same done in one night. You know, yeah. like uh, that's I like that. When I think of a tournament, I think of like doing it all in one night. I don't um, think anybody's done that in a long time. And if it is, I think it's, you, it's lower, much lower level promotions. Yeah, yeah. You'll see like regional promotions do that shit. Uh, and but I mean, nobody really gives a fuck about those, right? Unless you're in the town that it happens to be held yeah. in, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I'll be, you know, I'm interested to see where it goes. All right, man. Let's uh, let's roll into this UFC card. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, they kept it happen. Amazing. They kept it together, dude. They dropped what three fights? I think we saw. Rothwell yeah, got dropped. Well, <laughs> Angie got dropped. And Benoit fucking almost killed himself on the scale. So yeah, he they dropped at least three that I know of. Yeah, and they still like, had like eleven fights on the card. Yeah, so they dropped three like day before. Okay, nine fights. Yeah, crazy. And that card like didn't have a fucking main event until like a week out, if less than that. Or oh whatever, yeah, four you know. fights. I mean, when you include T- Dillashaw and Santag and falling out. That's right. They were the headliner for that, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's tragic that uh, that fight didn't happen well he got cut i mean that's fair you know <clears throat> it happened early enough for them to replace it so i mean we'll see that fight again soon you know that's gonna happen for sure yeah i hope so i don't think they <laughs> go ahead no i just think i think that's a fight that kind of has to happen considering the shit yeah. both guys are talking about one another well i want to see dillashaw get murdered i just want to see tj's return i want to see what he come what he looks like after how long has he been out like three fucking years or something like that two he was suspended for sure for two because the shit he was pumping his body with was like heavy, heavy shit, you know? Yeah. So he caught the heavier suspension based on the shit he was taking. Wasn't yeah. just like a fucking, you know, tainted supplement or some shit. Like he was taking some nasty stuff, I guess. The real deal steroid type stuff. Yeah. He's been out over two years. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, what'd you think overall of the UFC card? You like yeah, it? it was still good. I like still it. enjoyed it. Um, and I had a great night of picks. So. Yeah. You went like what? Eight and three. Yeah, but there's extra stuff. There's fluff inside the picks where you got to pick like yeah. as over under submissions or whatever tune it, you know. ESPN yeah. Pickums is fun, man. It just it helps me keep track of the fights and obviously when we do this, we do picks. So, I enjoy yeah. it. I mean, it was a good night for picks and just overall had I just had a good feel for that card I felt like. But yeah, I liked it, man. I thought there were a lot of great fights. I watched it from top to bottom. What's the main card? I saw, you know, I saw. Go ahead, pull it, pull up the main card. We'll talk about that. Yeah, first fight of the night was uh, Phil Haas and, and Kyle Dawkins. I'm a I'm a huge fan of the Dawkins brothers, both uh, Kyle and Chris. Um, and I've you know I've mentioned this before. Chris Dawkins is a UFC heavyweight. He's also a Philadelphia police officer, so I have a lot of respect for him there um, because of that. And uh, Chris Dawkins has been connect. He's been kicking ass in the heavyweight division lately. So his little brother Kyle fights at middleweight. He ended up losing a uh, a decision to Phil Haas. I thought Kyle looks really good in the first round and uh, Phil Haas wasn't doing a whole lot, but then Phil started really targeting Kyle's body. And I think that that really contributed to his decline in, in rounds two and three. There's a, there's a huge like size discrepancy between the two guys. Like Phil Haas mm-hmm. is short and like super built. Whereas Kyle Dock is as tall and, and quite lanky. Like he doesn't really look like a middleweight. Like I feel yeah. like he might be able to, make 170 but i think when phil was just throwing those heavy power shots to the body man that just i mean dude i love a slender frame you can't you can't take too many of those i love it when they do body work like that they make the investment you know yeah and then they you know it pays off you got it you gotta love it because that's like old school style fighting you know that's there's nothing flashy about fighting in a phone booth and fucking working somebody's liver. You know what I mean? It's just something you don't, you don't see. I think, you know, most MMA fighters are headhunters, you know? Yeah. Um, 
Boss Rutan was a big advocate of that. Curl Cop used to go hard to the body, at least with the legs. You know, I mean, there's there's plenty of people. Yeah. Um, I just watched a really great Netflix uh, thing about Arturo Gotti and Mickey mm-hmm. Ward. I mean, Mickey Ward was just absolutely vicious to the body, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's just, it's just, yeah, dude. But I mean, you see every now and again, you'll see a fight stop based on a liver kick. Doesn't happen often, but your body just, well, we just saw it with Cub Swanson. Like your body just won't function anymore, man. I just love yeah. it when people invest in the body. It makes the fight more exciting. It's up, it's down, it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down, you know? It's a very classic way to fight. Um, I think it paid and off. There's just, yeah, there's something something about just watching like a guy throw like a, a power shot to like the solar plexus or something like that. You know, I mean, it, it seems like like I remember like getting into little like scraps in elementary school and, you know, we never punched each other in the head. It was always like you punch someone in the stomach, you know, yeah. knock the wind out of them, you know. Right. Um, I don't know. I like seeing it. I like I like it's seeing also, work. It's very intriguing to see what people can take. Yes. Yeah. And I think part of that, it's part of part of us being fight fans is like it's incredible to watch some of the punishment that these guys put their bodies through you know yeah yeah but i mean you can it's like chopping a tree down man they can chop they can chop 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 chip away and eventually you know you're not going to throw your punches as hard you're not going to move as fast you know so Mm -hmm. i think it paid off for him oh yeah it definitely did because by the third round man kyle Dawkins was moving slow man and yeah, it's like just, it's like watching a fucking in a video game, dude. Watching their health meter go down, you know. They're yeah, just like and I there, like drunk. I really thought Phil Hawes was gonna gas out, considering how much muscle he he carries in. Mm-hmm. Um, but his conditioning held up. So yeah, he's hats a, off to him, man. It was a good a performance. Fucking muscled up middleweight, man. Right, he's middleweight, yeah. right? Yeah, he's a big yeah. dude. So for sure, and very very like like calm demeanor, like. You know, he's, he's not like, if you look at him and if, you know, you know, MMA and you, and you see him, you probably immediately think of like Melvin Manhoff, who's yeah. like a psych, a psychopath in the, in the cage savage, yeah. or the ring, whatever. Um, but Phil houses, he, he's like a, you know, just a very down to earth, very calm, collected person. And, well, those uh, are the scary ones, man. Those are the motherfuckers you need to watch out for, you know? Yeah. I'm going to be paying close attention to Phil house, man. I, I, I like that dude. Second fight up was Gregor Gillespie, Gillespie and, uh, Carlos Diego Ferreira, which was, I thought, a pretty good fight, good return fight for uh, Gregor, considering his last was a, a knockout loss to Kevin Lee. Um, yeah, he'd been out for a while, too. Yeah, like, yep. Like, he had, you know, I don't know, COVID, I'm sure, had a lot to do with that, but he, he'd he been out of it for a minute, man. More than a year, I think, right? Over, over yeah, his, uh, yeah, it was like a year and a half, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He looked, he looked great. good. Yep, looked he looked good. good. Ended up stopping... Stopping Carlos in the second round, late in the second round with with uh, punches. I don't know. Did he did he have him mounted? He had him. I feel like he did at least at one point, didn't he? Yeah, they're they're on the ground, I think, and uh, it was pretty much like a ground and pound stoppage, I, I believe. But before that, man, I mean, like Carlos Diego Ferreira is. Uh, I mean, those two those two were beating the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was landing some good some good flashy shit. Yeah, I like a good second round. It was second round he finished him or end of the first. Late in the second, like so. I like it. Yeah, that's right. I like a good second round finish. I feel like first round finishes are cool, but like you get to see more of what each guy's got, you know. Sure. When they go into the second round, you just get to see a bit more of a complete fight. Mm -hmm. You know, if it ends in the first round, you're like, man, that was a really great, accurate punch, but it's over. You didn't get to see any back and forth. You didn't get to see what each fighter offers. So, a good like middle of the round second second like middle of the round kind of stoppage i'm all in on that love that uh, i get right? i get what you're saying yeah because yeah. like it's 
just imagine like if Jose would have lasted longer with McGregor, right? Like who wouldn't have wanted to see those guys like really put their skills on display? I mean, he ended that fight in like 13 seconds like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we don't know. We don't know anything about, you know, what that fight would actually look like if it lasted longer. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, obviously McGregor's power at that weight was pretty intense, but still like Jose's a good fighter. Like it would have been great to see, you know? Yeah. So Gillespie Agreed. got to put it, you know, I think that fight, they, they got to showcase their skills. They both, they both look good. And, you know, Gillespie came out the better man. I mean, I just appreciate that. I liked it. A lot of people called out uh, Gregor after that fight too. I think a lot of people are, are oh, yeah. itching to fight with him. Yeah. Rafael, uh, what's his name? Fiziev. Well, I mean, you know, he had a good name going in, suffered a loss, but a lot of yeah. people want to knock dudes off right off. You know what I mean? Like he had some hype and, he was looking great, and when they get knocked down, a lot of people want to jump in and try to knock him off right away again. You know, yeah, get him, get him on that skid, but have that name on your record. Mm-hmm. You're uh, if you beat a guy, and then he goes on to lose four fights in a row, it waters down what you did. The clout just yeah. isn't there. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, it's kind of like Conor McGregor's win over Cerrone really doesn't mean much. I mean, the guy's lost six fights in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, what is that? And, and he's got a draw in there somewhere. So what does that really even mean now? You know, yeah, I don't know. I look for big things from Gillespie, though. He looks good. Hopefully, yeah, the, he'll be, hopefully he can be a little more active. Dude, I wish he just would have gotten gotten into the sport a lot earlier because he's he, I think he's in his mid 30s right now. You know, I just feel like if we would have seen him like compete in the UFC at like 28 or something like that, yeah. like, maybe a belt holder. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a tough road. Yeah. You know? And I. Especially if you start late, mm-hmm. clock's ticking for him, man. So he can't he can't have too many losses, you know. Especially devastating no, yeah. losses. So he's got to keep his shit together. But he looks great, man. I'm excited. He's an exciting fighter. I, I like. Yeah, watching he him. is. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a good one. Real likable too. Yeah, seems like yeah. a great dude. Yeah, I, follow, I jumped on and followed him on social media. There's like this strange back and forth going. You know, like McGregor was like, "I'm the best fisherman." Then Gillespie was like, no, actually, I'm the best fisherman. And then that hick <laughs> motherfucker was like, actually, gentlemen. He was like super res- yeah, he's super respectful about it. Yeah. Post this picture of him with this fucking giant fish. Like, I, yeah. you, I mean, if I any, anyone in their right mind has got to be like, yeah, you win, dude. Like, Yeah, I'd be willing to bet that Bryce Mitchell probably could outfish all of those guys. He, well, he probably noodles, too. You know what noodling is? No. Where they stick their hand in holes and come out with catfish oh, yeah. and their bare hands. Yeah. It's called noodling. <laughs> That's some serious country so that's, shit right there. I bet Bryce Mitchell's noodled before. That's a weird, weird phrase for doing that. I, f- I don't know. It should be called something a little more like badass. Cause you see some of the fish that they fucking pull out. When They're they monsters, dude. Yeah. Like that's not, there's nothing. Well, that's a thing. That's what they call it. Though. It's it. called noodling. It's weird. Huh. Yeah. I wouldn't do that, man. Fish, fish creep me out. Well, especially catfish. They're a little weird. Yeah. Um, Marcos Rogerio did Lima defeated uh, Maurice Green. Via unanimous decision, Maurice Green, the crochet boss. Right? Yeah, I dropped that pick, man. I I had it on Green, and I thought so he would I. acquit himself better. He uh, he has a knack for just kind of not showing up, though. Yeah, he didn't he didn't look good. Um, he didn't look. You know, I don't know if he had injuries or. Yeah, I guess you never know, right? These guys, I doubt any of them are ever fighting at one hundred percent. But something seemed off with him. And yeah, there were some there fouls like, in that fight too. There were like some scraping of the faces and yeah, hey motherfucker, shot. you know, yeah, like yeah, you know, oh yeah, yeah. that's the one that, that's the fight that Herb got in uh, um, Marcos' oh, face. Well, like both of them, he said yeah. shit to both of them. Yeah, like Herb laid the smackdown. Yeah, Herb's a boss like that, dude. He's kind of a quiet ref, but he'll get in there and be like, "Hey, 
don't make me take a point. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> her being, you know, I mean, or he said, what do he say? He said, don't get me involved, which I think is a great approach. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. the fighters, the fighters, the refs shouldn't even be really factor, you know, in my opinion, like they're just there in case it gets out of control, but yeah. And to save know. a fighter from taking getting, unnecessary shots. Yeah. Just straight getting fucking mauled. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this means for uh, Murray Screen. You know, I think this is the second fight he's lost in a row. Uh, the bout prior to this, he he got TKO'd by uh, Greg Hardy. You know, maybe he'll get one more fight, but you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, know. he had a, he had a run on a tough season, but he's not like a massive draw. No, it'd no. be just like fight nerds like us that would recognize him from yeah, you know, watching old tough seasons or whatever. So he has an interesting shtick with with the whole crocheting thing, but you know that's only going to get you so far, right? You got to you got to <laughs> yeah. put wins together in order for well, yeah. I'm sure just care. showing up in the UFC, you probably sold a couple extra beanies or whatever. But I mean, yeah, come on, man, you, you know, he's got to win. Seems like he's got an interesting family life though, and and he seems to be a family man. So hopefully you can get it together because I mean that that shit matters. At the end of the day, yeah, a lot of these guys are fighting for their families, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Man. And he's got a lot of kids, I think, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but his family dynamic was crazy. I think it's a mixed family. He's got a bunch of kids Step like kids from either way plus combined. You know what I mean? It's one of those situations. Yeah. So, yeah, he's. I mean, you know, guys, the guy's got to work, you know? Yep. Yep. And, and he's in weird, cringy-ish ways. He's a cringe that I'm okay with. Like, because, you know, I'm not a cringe guy. Like, I'm not a Henry Cejudo cringe guy. Yeah, you are. You love Henry Sudo. You know, Green is like, he's like, he's like cringy, but likable. Yeah. Sudo's not. Sudo <laughs> is King Cringe, man. How, how can uh, you not, not like Not anymore. We'll talk, we'll talk about who replaced him as King Cringe. So keep going. Fight after this was uh, Neil Magny and Jeff Neal. Neil Magny won a unanimous decision, sending uh, Jeff Neal down a two-fight losing streak now, which is pretty crazy considering the run he was on prior to that. Dude, which I, is pretty impressive. Um, I don't know if I need to watch the fight again, but when it went to the judges, like I felt that Jeff Neal maybe should have won that fight, but I feel really? like I need to rewatch it. Yeah. I don't no. know. Maybe, maybe I wasn't paying attention. Well, cause I'm not as high on Magni as you are. And I thought Magni dominated that fight. Really? I, I thought, thought okay. like, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but oh, I thought uh, he looked great. He was definitely like landing more shots, but I felt that he was backing up the entire fight. And then the shots that Jeff Neal were landing were a lot more, like they had a lot more impact to him. That would be typical of a Magni fight, though. He's not overwhelming with power. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, and Neil definitely looks like he can hold his own in the power department. So, um, Jeff no, I thought, Neil. or yeah, Neil, whatever, dude. They're yeah, Neils. They're both Neils. Yeah. Neil Magni, Jeff Neil. Right. Yeah. We have to <sighs> super have to weird. Specify. Yeah. Last name Neil. <laughs> looks like he's got a lot of power. Yes. He looked great. But I thought Magny fought a really smart strategic fight, which I think he always does. And I don't think he has like he like I said, he doesn't necessarily have like overwhelming power. So he's kind of a pepper him up, volume him up mm-hmm. kind of deal, you know. Yeah. But he, he to me, he looked busier all the time, you know, which yeah. to judges ringside that matters. Sure. Yeah. It's very, very you know, nobody does it better than Max Holloway, but Magny sort of was, you know. Yeah, but Max speedy. fucks you up with his punches. Like, sure, Max he does volume, but, but he does, but it's volume based, right? Like, it's it's yeah. volume based. He just lands so damn many of them, right? That mm-hmm. eventually it, you're going to get peppered up. All Magni right, I need to go back and watch that fight. Magni didn't, you know, land nearly the volume that a Holloway would, but he was busy. He looked busy all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so yeah, and I don't, I'm not a Magni. I'm not necessarily a Magni guy. I think he's, shout out to him for being a vet. I love him, but fighting those kind of strategic fights like that, you're not going to win a lot of fans in the sort of the culture of it all, right? You're going to get some wins probably, but you know you're you're not going to be a massive draw. He's almost uh, set the UFC record for most wins in the welterweight division. He's at 18 right now. I think who's a, who's above him? GSP maybe. If I had to guess, I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah, I, th- I think he's he's right there. So a couple more wins and. So that's uh, that's saying something though. That's actually pretty crazy because he's dropped a couple bouts too, hasn't he? He's yeah, got at he's, least he's two. Lost, at least two. He's lost a handful of UFC fights. How many? That's one, impressive, two, three, dude. That's four, a, five, six. He's he's lost seven times in the UFC. That's a lot. That's impressive though to be able to maintain yourself in the UFC that long. No, I mean there there were like years where he fought like five times. You know, I mean the kid he is just an act, he's a very active fighter. You know, he's already Impressive. fought twice in twenty twenty one. I mean, ba- dude, even back in the day, like you might catch one or two fights a year, maybe with some yeah. of your favorite fighters. But also, they were limited to however many cards they had. But yeah, these guys these guys have a lot of opportunities to fight. But you know, and Neil Magny has wins over some big name dudes. Yeah, no, he does. Like, he he's beat some champs, some past champions. You know, so yeah. He beat Robbie Lawler. He's beat Carlos Condit. He's beat Johnny Hendricks. He's beat Hector Lombard, Kevin Gastelum, Eric. Like, I mean, the list goes That's on. It's a fucking murderer's row, dude. Dude, he has fought some tough fucking dudes. Like, say what you will about Neil Magny, if you can say anything bad, but that dude will fucking fight anybody, and he will always make it a fight. Yeah. Just from what I saw of Jeff Neil, he looked good. He looked real good. Um, Magny, Magny's smart, man. He's very strategic. Yeah. And it paid off for him. Good for him. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go rewatch that one. I think Jeff Neal said that he's gonna take some time off after this one. He may need to. I mean, sometimes you just gotta reevaluate. You know, I don't know how yeah, and he's, he necessarily was before that, but these dudes get beat up, man. You know, yeah, I mean? and he's you know, he's 30. You know, he's barely 30. So he, you know, he's got time. He can take some time off, yeah. chill out and come back. Reevaluate, get it figured. He's out. not even in his prime yet, but you know, he's got a couple yeah. years, I think, before he's in his prime. I'd say I think prime. I think they're prime, prime years of fighters anywhere, probably like thirty two to thirty five, I think, is when you get some of their really great years out of them. Yeah. And then they they'll start to sort of slow down a little bit. Although mixed martial arts is becoming a younger and younger man's game. So Yeah. You know, we'll see. And uh the co main event. Donald Cerrone uh, took on a short notice opponent named Alex uh, Morono and uh, got destroyed in the first round. The guy was game as fuck though, wasn't he? Morono. He like, didn't even look like he trained. Like he walked in there, he kind of, you know, he had a little bit of body fat, kind of, you know. Yeah. There's the, like he, he's like, if you play video games and you play a game that has character creation, like when you go to the character creator screen, it gives you like a bland generic character. And like that is Alex Murano. Like he has nothing, there's nothing unique about him. Like he has no tats that I saw. Like he's just like a fucking bald white kid, kind of a bald flabby looking white kid. Sort of frumpy. Yeah. He looks, he almost looks like week two gym first time ever. And then he comes out and mauls one of the best to ever do it. You know, he looks like a fucking jarhead. That's what he looks like. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously the kid is good. Look, man, but I mean, he fought a Cerrone that's just sort of not what he, not even close to what he once was, you know? Yeah, I you know, I know Donald will f- sit there and fight anyone, anywhere, anytime, blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't want to see him like lose to people that very few fans know about. Well, you know? I would have much rather seen him scrap Diego. Yeah. And it had been a fucking barn burner. And whether he won or lost, I would have just, I think he would have retired on that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, if Cowboys now, gonna fight, like now he got smoked by a kid that nobody really 
knows much about, you know, yeah, on short notice. So <laughs> he's talking, you know, there was some back and forth, you know, with Dana White and some shit. Like he said, I can't go out like that. I don't disagree with him. Hopefully he gets a shot, you know, but still it's like, well, come on, man. Like he's a Brett Favre of MMA right now. Like go away. Dana said his next fight's going to be a lightweight. And if he loses that one, like, I think they're not going to, that's the end of the, the road for Cowboy Cerrone, at least in the UFC. Well, I, I mean, yeah. You wonder, would he go to another promotion? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I bet you he would. Cerrone might. Bet. Yeah, yeah, Cerrone might. He just seems yep. like a fucking fighter, you know? What the fuck else is he going to do? I mean, I don't know how much money he's made in his career. I'm sure it's a lot. Good sponsorships. He's on commercials, and, you know, he's got yeah. deals, I'm sure. I think he likes to the spend whole, money, too, though. Well, judging by all the fucking toys he has and the ranch yeah. and all that shit. I mean, that's my point is like, you know, does he have to keep fighting to keep making that kind of money? So like he said, he bought like a hundred thousand dollar truck and totaled it like the same day. That's insane. You know, I mean like that dude, that dude spends, he fights and he spends, you know? Yeah. But he didn't get it. He didn't get any fucking bonus this time. No performance of the night, no nothing. You just got his fucking ass whooped, you know? Right. Um, and it was like pretty convincing, you know, it wasn't like, like it was like, there was no question about it. It wasn't, Awkward he stoppage. Feet, you know, yeah, yeah. Done, I mean, right? like Moreno landed a shot, and you saw it, like Cowboy, like visibly hurt, like like wince in pain. You know, like he did right. not like it, and then that was just the beginning of the end. Right. I don't know. It's sad to see. I don't. You know, if if Cowboy's gonna lose, like have him lose to like a, a, a well known, like named. You know, like well, it should have been. I mean, that's the thing is, it should have been Diego Sanchez. Yeah. He's the new fucking king of cringe, by the way. This dude is Diego, weird as listen, fuck, dude. This is not Diego's fault, man. Diego is being brainwashed by that cult leader. Okay, that dude is creepy as shit. I read an article. I don't. I gotta. I want to look more into this fucking nutbag. But I guess <laughs> Diego like totally disowned his whole family. Yeah, it's, like, he doesn't it's, even want to even talk to his like. And and we used to see Diego come out with like his dad at all his fights all the time. Yeah. Yep. Like how fucking weird is that? I saw yeah, something. I don't know if it's real, but Diego would like hang upside down, and this dude would just like bludgeon him in the face. I mean the video. The video is real. There was oh, it's an okay. So I saw a picture. I didn't see a video. It's oh an no, I, I watched. I watched the video. Yeah, he was literally hanging upside down in this. What's what's this guy's name? Josh something. Fab- Fabia or Fabian? Josh Josh Fabian. Fabia was literally just like circling around him, just like peppering him with with punches. It was. It's very eerie. Like I get the heebie-jeebies when I when I see anything. You're talking like you're talking guy. like fucking drinking the kool-aid jim jones like fucking david koresh waco cringe like weird cult shit yeah like straight cult who else does he, does he have behavior. any does he have any other weird like fighters under his stable do you know well i saw that video of him fucking chasing people around to the octagon with a knife and there were like six or seven guys in the in the cage like train so i mean he, I just wonder, he definitely I, trains. I didn't i didn't recognize anyone i'm just wondering uh, like, what other because I've never heard this name literally never heard this dude until, like until two weeks ago two weeks ago when this whole fucking shit with you know, Cowboy released that video and then Sanchez was whoop gone. Yeah, man. Right? It's super, it's super. And this, this Fabia guy is like super defensive. Um, like every interview that I've, I've watched with him, like he immediately just goes on the attack, you know, and like calls out all these people that are like trying to discredit him and stuff like that. Like that, I don't know. This dude is fucking weird. Well, and I've I seen think, some weird shit. I think when you're fake like that or you got some kind of weird facade, like that's a natural reaction, right? Like there's clearly yeah. some weird insecurities there. Yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, someone like the same people that Dana sends to streamers' houses to to arrest them, right? Yeah. Like he yeah. needs to send to go rescue Diego and like take him to a. It's like uh, it's like save Diego. There needs to be like a a social like media a, campaign. Like to, a fucking intervention. Yeah, yeah. Get shirts made, dude. Save Diego. 
Yeah. And then this Fabia guy is like, except I never really cared for Diego because he's always been cringe. When he fucking did the weird shit with the asparagus, I didn't like him. I'm okay, going way fire. back on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It's tough season one, baby. <laughs> but yeah, like, he's done. Diego, Diego's he, a weird dude. You know what I mean? He walked he up to fucking, the octagon that one time with the fucking crucifix and yeah, but he was had like a screaming no. He had a fucking yes. phenomenal career though. You know, like yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just it's super eerie. The entire dynamic between Diego and this in this whack job. Uh, fucking strange is that? Diego yeah. would be the. I, I mean, as as odd as he was, I guess it makes sense. Like he would be susceptible to that kind of weird shit, right? Yeah, I I think he has the personality that that would fall into that. It's just sad to see, you know, especially if like this Fabia guy is just totally full of shit, which I think most people assume he is, you know, and just like a complete those, fraud, like a fucking snake oil salesman and shit, dude. Like, yeah, it's creepy. Now you got a question, like, okay, so he was released by the UFC. You got a question, like, can Diego go anywhere? Can he land anywhere? Well, Bellator said that they're not going to sign him. Um, and I know I think Scott Coker said that before about fighters, and then he's brought them on, you know, later down the line. But, yeah, well, I don't. Well, as you say, though, Bellator's always got fuckery to deal with. They don't need that fucking cringe fuckery. That's yeah, fucking I mean, yeah, they, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. They might, no. based off of the, the shit that this dude stirs up, they might just not want to get involved in yeah, weird dude. Maybe Diego will go to BKFC. That seems like a, a lot of guys are landing there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it made for a couple good Instagram reads and shit. <laughs> like, it's I see that shit and I just get I get sad, man. I just, I feel like I don't know. It's very cult like, very cult like. Breaking news: Maurice Green cut from UFC. Oh, there you go, Crochet we Boss. Talking, yeah, we were just talking about that. There you go. Gotta love fucking social media, bro. He did not look good though in that fight. No, so I mean, I can't. You know, I'm not I'm not surprised. I guess. No, he really, he really didn't. He looked like a guy fresh out of tough. Looked like he hadn't evolved at all. You know. Yeah, I man. I think he got into the sport late, and he, and he, you know, he originally got into it to, uh, I think, lose weight. Because at one point, I think he was like over 300 pounds. Like he was a kind of a fat body. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the main event, man. What do you think? Uh, main event, uh, Marina Rodriguez defeated Michelle Waterson via unanimous decision. From my memory, uh, it was 25 minutes of them standing up and Marina just kind of bull rushing Waterson and Waterson trying to fucking do her flashy uh, Taekwondo kicks with, with limited success, right? Until the fourth and fifth round. She came out on the fourth and fifth round. Marina, Marina had her beat up hard, I felt like, in the first three. Um, Michelle started landing a little bit towards the end. She looked good, but Marina's like a brawling Joanna. You know, Joanna has like that that technique, that's real well, sharp she, technique. She called for that fight next against Joanna. Yeah, if you she, you know, Joanna's. I don't know. I follow her on Instagram and shit. She's becoming more of a staple back home in Poland, like modelish kind of TV personality. However, she's clearly training because I saw a gruesome fucking picture of her blown out shin, like mm. right to the bone, just a big laceration on her shin. You know, so she's still training. Um, that fight she had with Li Zhang was fucking brutal though, man. So, yeah, you know, and then COVID came along and all this other shit, or that was during COVID maybe even, but Marina said, if that fight's out there, I would take it. And I think they're similar, you know, that's a similar style kind of matchup. It would let you really, yeah. it would let you definitely know where Ioana is. And it would, it would, uh, answer a lot of questions about Marina. Marina's a bigger girl. So, yeah, I don't know. I think Ioana probably beats her pretty convincingly. Uh, I think yeah, is just too fast, too precise, too sharp with her angles. And Marina just, well, like, she's, I, she I, was, I, she's up there for arguably one of the greatest strikers, the women have ever seen. Yeah, for sure. Te- based on technique. I just done, you know, I saw, I saw Rodriguez sh- 
just kind of just throwing these like looping wild punches, you know, and, you know, it was good enough to, to beat Michelle. Um, but I don't, I don't think she can replicate that against Joanna. No yeah, way. For sure. No way. It was a good fight though. You know, but I don't, I don't know that she's there for that fight yet. Like, I don't think she's earned it. Joanna is still number one, number two contender, right? I would yeah. Think. She's, she's gotta be up there. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't think that Michelle, I like Michelle, but I don't think it warrants a win over her. Doesn't warrant like an immediate jump into the top, like three, you know? Yeah. I don't know. You know, Marina was, uh, number six going into the fight with this one. Yeah. I don't know what Michelle was, but uh, nah, well, six is respectable. Michelle yeah. was like eight or nine. Yeah. She was nine. Yeah. yeah. Michelle's really hey, good. I mean, I, it sucks to see her lose because I like her a lot. She's really good. I like her personality. I've seen her, like I said, I've seen her train in person. Like, there's a, you know, when you see, when you meet some of these or people or you see them in person, like, there's a little bit different of a connection. Mm-hmm. So I just really appreciate, like, her, you know, her approach to the whole thing. It's just unfortunate that she can't put it all together every time. Um, yeah. I mean, she's, she's uh, one in three in her last four. So, I mean, the only, the only win she's had is that, that split decision over Angela Hill. Yeah, I don't know. You know, Michelle's kind of like teetering on that like gatekeeper status. Yeah, yeah, but you know? even gatekeepers have to win sometimes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, even She's even got... even Clay Guida, the consummate gatekeeper slash journeyman, still wins sometimes, yep. right? So yeah, um, yeah, man. So yeah, those are highly deep. highly marketable fighter. Both of them fought up. That's not their weight class. Yeah, yep. And and I think they both said. I wouldn't be fighting at that weight class. I expected mm-hmm. Michelle to look better. Uh, I thought she looked good. She was in incredible shape, looked fast, but I don't know if 125 is right for her because well, Marina, Marina looked big. Yeah, and and Michelle just tall. doesn't fight good moving backwards. You know, like she, well, she has yeah, that good like, kind of push kick, but yeah, that's she's not she's just not good at fighting backwards. Yeah, she blew up Marina's cheek there pretty good towards the end. Yeah, like I said, yeah, I thought was... she came on. She came on in the fourth and fifth round pretty solid, but. I think even at that point, Marina had done enough. But it, it yeah. but I've never seen a boring Michelle Watterson fight, though. To be honest, like you know, they're good fights. Like that's five rounds that I had no problem watching. No, yeah, it was so, super. I mean, it wasn't there wasn't any kind of lulls or bore. Like the pace was great. You know. Yeah, it was it was a good fight. I don't know if you know that should have been the main event. Yeah, no, I thought but, after, you know that Magni fight probably could have had it. Yeah, um, that's that's kind of where I was thinking too. Or even Cowboy and, you know, Morono. That could have been a, a headliner. Yeah. I don't know. Overall, it's a good event, though. Yeah. It's happy to I watch it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for a card that basically almost all together fell apart. So, yeah. Um, that was a good good cap to a weekend. Yeah. Stacked weekend of fights. Hey, man. Jones, Stipe Miocic. Oh, what the fuck happened with those two? John it's Jones? Just, it's just floating out there. What do you think? Is that a like good, you're asking uh, me about a hypothetical matchup between John Jones and well, a lot Stipe. of people, so they're going to go with Ngannou Lewis too. Yeah. So a lot of people started calling for at least on the interwebs. Calling no for man, Stepe. No, no. Jones said, Jones said I'm not going to fight Stepe. I'll wait as long as I have to to fight the mega fight. Yeah. Um, but I'll defend my belt against Stepe. Sure. Yeah. I, I, Stepe deserves a, a trilogy fight with Ngannou. Okay. That's what I think. John Jones. I, I have no interest in seeing John Jones and Stipe fight unless John Jones is a champion or Stipe is a champion. For a That's belt, fair. that fight makes sense. Um, anything less, no. So do you think John Jones needs to get broken by a heavyweight before he gets an Engano fight or no? 
No, I think John Jones should be able to come up to heavy heavyweight and, and immediately contend for for a title. I, I would like to see John Jones come to heavyweight and fight like a you know someone in the top five, just not Stipe. Fair enough. But I don't I don't think that there's anything wrong with John Jones coming up and and immediately getting a title shot. Okay, I don't know, man. I don't care to see John Jones fight ever again, personally. I think you're one of the few. Drug cheap. <laughs> just annoying. You know, it's upsetting. I don't know, man. Just and a guy me. who who has tested positive before still gets like these opportunities. That's what bugs you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like same with Dillashaw. Mm-hmm. He thought he should come out of the gate and contend for a belt. Like, no, dude. Yeah. No, you shouldn't. You know, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, it's, it just bugs me, dude. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, you look at the legacy John left at light heavyweight. You know, I mean, he he's the undisputed like the greatest light heavyweight fighter of all time, right? You know, like drug cheat or not? Like, yeah, there's like, there's always going to be an asterisk <laughs> next to his name, right? People true. are always going to be like, well, you can't, you know, blah blah blah. But uh, yeah, nobody know. nobody was nobody. I mean, very few t- people were even close, yo. You know, like yeah. So yeah, and, I mean, he definitely had some close fights. You know, towards the end of his of his run. Um, yeah, we talked about a few of those in the past. I just, I don't know, man. John Jones really bugs me. But, you know, he's he deserves everything he's getting. It's just the whole good, bad, or indifferent, to be honest. But the whole, uh, I don't know, man. I don't. I just feel like there's something there. I feel like he knows Ngano would rip his fucking face off. Well, it's probably why he's asking for $30 million. Yeah, I mean, Ngano's a, a different human, you know? Ngano 2.0 is is a a very scary human being. Yeah. I mean, he's just like... Jones is building himself. Gano was just that way, you know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's different, you know, it's just different is all. I don't know, man. Like if I had it my way, I'd like to see Jones just fight someone in the top five. Yeah. And I love the Ngano Derek Lewis fight though. Again, you know, it's not a bad, it's not a bad matchup. I love, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I'm, right now I'm not, I'm, I think I'll, as the fight gets closer, I'll get more excited about it right now. Um, it doesn't yeah. really do a whole I lot. I mean, I'm not going to fucking go somersaulting down the stairs when we're done here. Yeah. Um, but I don't hate that fight, you know. Fucking is I just is, I feel guess. I just feel like John was committed to moving up to heavyweight. Like the they should have they should have the UFC should have found a way to to make that fight happen for Ngannou's first title defense. That's fair, I guess. That's just where I'm at. That's whatever. Take it for what it is. Alan Joban retired. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, he was, you know, he had some good fights in the UFC. He was somewhat inconsistent. Um, he's he has a very beautiful face, though. Very, very good behind. The, yeah, very good behind uh, the commentary desk. Right, too, dude. So. He was a good commentator, right? Yeah, dude. That guy's he's a sharp, sharp commentator. Very good. Very eloquent. Yeah. You know, speaks well. Um, carries Even himself with that very slight well. little Louisiana kind of thing going, but he still can understand him. I like it. Yeah. I just think I, I bring it up because we talked about like Cerrone and some of these other things. I saw it on uh, Instagram. I think he. You know, he's had some injuries and some other things, ups and downs in the fights, and I think it's nice to see a guy bow out with some grace. And Yeah. I think we'll see a lot more of him on the commentary desk, you know. He went out on his own terms, and he already had things set in place for, for his you know post-fighting career, so you have to commend him for that. Yeah. I don't like seeing old men in any sport, let alone fighting, because, you know, the shit is brutal, dude. Like, Yeah. Unless it's Randy Couture, and he's – Fighting at forty three and winning the UFC heavyweight title. Sure, but it was Tim Sylvia and the, and you know Randy paid for that in the end. I feel like so. Yeah, um, that he suffered some well. pretty nasty knockouts. You know, even at light heavyweight. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah, Couture. Obviously, there's going to be exceptions to every rule, but mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, man. And that was just some some other thing I saw. Like it was interesting how much traction it got on the social media feeds because he's not like a massively known fighter, you know, like, you know, guys like us are going to know who he is. He had some decent fights in UFC and then now you see him on the desk, but there were a lot of people, or at least I saw multiple accounts reporting it or pushing it, you know? So yeah, I don't know if it was just sort of one of those. I don't know. Broke this on the is, right day kind of things or what? Yeah. I don't know. This is such a, a, a brutal sport where you so, so often just see these guys like retire after just getting mauled, you know, and for him to kind of yeah. like, he's standing up on his own two feet, kind of riding off into the sunset on his own, you know, he's calling yeah. his own shots. Like that's, that's nice to see. It's refreshing to see in this, in, yep. a, in these days, it's fucking, hard, these days it is still hard to believe though. Like when, when like, Cejudo said he was retired, I didn't believe him for a fucking second. That little shit bag is going to come back at some point, you know, it's just going to happen. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Juban though, maybe he stays retired, but you know, I, like I said, dude, this is like, look at Misha Tate. She's back. Uh, rumble yeah, back but, after four years. I mean, it's just such a brutal sport, dude. You know, I think they just need to say they're retired to catch a break. Is but, he just like a, is Juban, Juban like a, like a part-time commentator? Does he have like a legitimate like job with? So I've only seen him a couple times, but it's happening yeah. with more frequency. So maybe, yeah. I don't know if he got a lot of time when, you know, you saw it with Dominic Cruz and a few other guys when these guys get injured. I don't know if it's a thing where they try to help him out or they inter- they go interview for it or what have you. I have no idea. But they, t- you know, at post injury, they tend to pop up on the desk every now and again. So yeah. I thought maybe that's what was happening because he was doing his commentary this weekend specifically for that card, and then boom, like next, you know, what he announced it yesterday or today. So yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, you know, he retires on a win too, seventeen and seven um, MMA career, commendable record. You know, good record. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Wish him the best. He's, like he's great behind the mic. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see more of him on the commentary. He's got a fucking deal with Versace. Yeah, dude, I told you. He was an underwear model. He did a commercial or whatever with Gigi Adid. I don't know who that is. So she was... Well, I only know who she is because she was on like a fucking Gordon Ramsay food show once. Mm. She's like one of the top tier young models or at the time a couple of years ago, you know? You you wind up in a commercial with somebody like that, like your modern career is a big deal. And Joe Ban was in there, lacerations on his face and all. I just so, looked her up. Joe Ban's way better looking than she is. Than Gigi? Yeah, man. Joe Ban is is a handsome dude. Oh well, yeah, dude. I mean, he is for sure. But all right, what do we? What, 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 what else in the fucking drama sphere? Or, or the, or uh, no, I mean, I think I think we pretty much covered what Most else. Of it. Yeah, and then we got that little break breaking news in there. Maurice Green. Maurice Green, yeah. I mean, the UFC made it pretty clear this year that they were looking to cut fighters, you know? Yeah, and when you put on a performance like he did, you know, can't be surprised. I don't know. Just scrolling through here. What uh, what do we got coming up? So we got a UFC event again on Saturday. There's an LFA event, ESPN Plus, on Friday. We've got UFC 262 on Saturday. Michael Chandler and Charles Arlevera for yeah, so the title. We'll do a whole episode dedicated to that, but I'm just trying to do a little precursor before we jump off here. Yeah, I'm not really seeing much, man, other than yeah, Rumble th- getting fucking arrested and all that shit. You imagine like being the cop trying to take Rumble into custody, wondering like, is this dude gonna fucking fight me? That would suck. Yeah, I feel like that'd be like a situation where the cop would like. Oh, hey, have his did hand you on catch the? Ca- did you catch the Canelo fight? 
Yeah, I, I watched it. I only watched a couple of rounds, but Canelo's looks he looked good, dude. Yeah, he good he beat the fuck out of, beat the fuck out of that dude. Slipped that punch and came you know, like I was ducking ducking to slip that punch. He came up with that uppercut, dude. He fractured yeah. orbital. Yeah. That was impressive. Billy Joe Saunders made eight million dollars for that fight to get beat down. I'd I'd get beat down by Canelo for eight million dollars. I think I'd, I'd yeah, I would too. I, I would get a fractured orbital for that much money. Getting that fixed, that just kind of heals itself. You wouldn't even have to dip into it. What Canelo make for it? Do you know? I don't know. Fuck ton. Probably. He's like probably 20, a high. 25. He's pretty. Yeah, he's a high paid fighter, huh? Yeah, I mean, have you seen his fucking house? Like, he's got a fucking like a room inside of his house that just has like Ferraris and all these fucking high end exotic sports cars. No, that I don't. He doesn't um, drive. I don't. Um, I don't follow too many boxers. No. I saw Canelo golfing, though. On some other account, it was a video of him. Therefore, I will now follow him. Is he a good golfer? I don't know. He was hitting golf balls. He didn't look terrible. The fact that he likes golf means Is I can he a like fan? him. Yeah. And he was. I saw this other video. He was like, okay, fuck you, man. You know, like his, he doesn't speak like great English. It's getting a lot better though. But he's like, yeah. "Fuck you, man, motherfucker!" You know, like so. There's well, the, good sound. There's some good sound bites there. Like I can, the, I can follow that. The post fight press conference was funny because there was this up and coming undefeated boxer. Uh, was he talking and, shit? And, Is that what it was? And, yeah, and his last name is Andraj, I think. Um, but he came up and it was basically, you know calling out Canelo and calling for the fight. You know, Canelo's a big money fight in boxing. And uh, at some point, Canelo was just like, you you know, you're a horrible boxer. Like, get the fuck out of here, you know, with this Spanish accent. Um, yeah. It was it was amusing. I like Canelo. Yeah, I'd like to follow him a little more. I saw some of the Triple G fights he had. Um, yeah, those are I, good fights. I don't recall. I know the fights were good. I don't recall if he won or lost or if he should have won and didn't or whatever the fuck. But. The first one first one was a draw, and the second one he won. Okay. Like a majority decision, I think, or a split decision. They'll probably run that back, I bet, then. Yeah, I don't, I don't follow much boxing. Every now and again, there'll be a fight that's intriguing, but it's just interesting because it was this sort of other layer. It was sort of this My allergies other, are acting up. other layer of uh, stuff, you know, that... Did you see the fucking there. all the sh- the drama between the, the the Paul brothers and Floyd at the the press conference? Yeah, I think we we talked about that a little bit. Like, it looked like the one Paul got cracked in the nose pretty good. The idiot Jake, but yeah, Jake. Yeah, he's, I'm he just, took, uh, I'm, dude. I'm that's I'm, what's leading boxing right now, which is kind of sad. You have these like superstars, these like yeah. these these amazing boxers like Canelo who are completely getting over. Didn't even by didn't him. even know he's fighting. Yeah, but you know that Jake Paul and Logan Paul. And all their shit is there, you know? So, yeah, yeah it, I don't, whatever, dude. It's a sad state for the sport when that happens. Dude, I, so before I joined the Marine Corps, man, like I, you know, I had watched a few UFCs or whatever. We could go to the Blockbuster, believe it or not, and you could get the, the VCR videos of it. So I had seen a few of the older ones. Um, but boxing was always on because I had like HBO. You could watch HBO. Boxing was usually on HBO. There were a lot of good fights around HBO. I think they still did some pay-per-views. I saw like Tyson Lennox Lewis, like because other guys I was around were boxing or watching boxing. Like, so it's definitely something I paid attention to. And then it just doesn't doesn't fly for me anymore, man. Yeah, I mean those superstars like Tyson and, and Lewis and whatnot. You know, kind of long gone. I mean, it's kind of coming back with like Tyson Dude, Fury. You know, you know what you know what I did see though. Chuck Liddell said he would box Jake Paul. <laughs> I was like, well, Jake Paul would probably knock out Chuck Liddell right now. <laughs> I know, and that's the sad part. If if I if that fight ever came to be, <laughs> uh, and Chuck got knocked out by Jake Paul, I 
would probably contemplate hanging myself. <laughs> I would be so upset. That f- uh, watching Chuck but, lose the Tito that one time was bad enough. If that fight gets made, like I will fly out to LA and just fucking Nancy Kerrigan, Jake Paul's leg, and just <laughs> like, take him out <laughs> on Chuck's behalf. Yeah, yeah. I do not. That <coughs> why? <laughs> that'd be so great. Yeah, I will literally kneecap Jake Paul. Oh, that'd be so bad. I didn't see any any uh, back talk. You know, I mean, the Chuck thing wants is, to like, get paid, though. I mean, yeah, that's easy dude. F- I mean, that's that's the thing, man. Is it's like intriguing because they know they can make money and they can't yeah. fault them for that, right? Uh, you can't you can't fault them. I'm sure Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. They made some money for it was an exhibition bout, but I'm sure they still made money, right? Sure. Um, yeah. That fight didn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. It was in, sort semi intriguing, but like you're like, oh, okay. You know, like yeah. what? You know, what are we doing here? So, you know, I don't know, man. Whatever. All right, man. I look forward to uh, talking UFC 262 on our next episode, though. That's for sure. Yep. This Thursday, UFC 262, Oliveira versus Chandler fight breakdown, thoughts so, and whatnot going into what will be a big lightweight title fight. Yeah, I watch uh, LFA when Kyle fights. Kyle guns up Stewart, but I noticed um, they're starting to market LFA a lot better. So I'm pretty sure there's an event. So I'll take a look at it. Um, uh, on Friday on ESPN Plus, but to be honest, I'm not going to know many of the fighters, so maybe we can we can wrap that in there too. Take a look around, see what else is there. I think there's some glory stuff on the horizon here pretty soon too. Yeah. So I'm still a huge fan of kickboxing. All right, man. I think we'll uh, I think we'll shut her down and reconvene on our next day. Cool. You got nice it. Talk. You got anything else you wanted to throw in here? Other than that, Fabio guys, a fucking complete tool. Maybe Fabio should fight Jake Paul. I'd, That'd be great. Yeah. See if he's legit or not. Yeah. That'd be a or fight. Maybe, That'd be a fight. Maybe now that Paul. Maybe now that Diego's out, maybe Diego and Jake Paul fight. That's not a bad idea. That could happen, right? That could, could happen. happen. That could happen. See, that's the that's the fucked up part, dude. Is there's like unlimited potential there, but it's like why you're ruining you're ruining the sport, you know. Like you're yeah, but this boxing is, looks so terrible. So it's almost like its own separate sport. I mean, I know they're boxing, but it's like this side of sort of sideshow exhibition boxing yeah, shit. Yeah, freak, yeah, freak but, show boxing. Yeah. yeah, the thing is though, they 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 train like for real. They they're they seriously train. That's, That's the only true. problem. And they have like they have legitimate boxing people around them. That's the only yeah. problem. So, Jake Paul trains with fucking Ryan Garcia, man. Who's like? Who's so I mean, if it was boxer. just ever, you know, if it was only just like a. Hey, these are exhibition bouts. You know, these are to build like Triller, this brand, or whatever, what have you. Like, but that's not how they build it. You know, so did you see that Triller was going after a lot of people for like allegedly streaming the events, and then people were just flocking their to their social media, like being like, "I fucking streamed your event, assholes! Like, come get me." Well, yeah. So I think they, you know, I think like you said with Dana, they were selling wolf tickets there, and then they they offered an amnesty period. And once you when you do that, like everyone's gonna call you. you know, they they were selling wolf tickets. Everyone called their bluff. They offered an amnesty period, and I think they're full of shit. Yeah, I'm not sure they know how to deal with the illegal streaming yet. And and they're like roaches, dude. You shut one down, ten or more are gonna pop up. That's just the nature dude, of it. If you know where to look, you can find hundreds of streams going yeah. at the same time of right of sporting events. Dude, I've watched entire events in Russian. You know what I mean? Like you can't even hear the English commentators, but that was the only yeah. one that would work. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll just watch this one. The fighting is fighting at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what language someone's speaking. So, but all right, man, I'll, uh, I'm going to do a little more research this week and look into this 262 card because I'm, I'm not super well versed on Chandler, although he looked great against the fighter that I really like. So yeah, man, uh, it was good talk, dude. We'll, uh, likewise. Yeah. 
We'll do it again. Good shit.